0: Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. So
1: I was, I took a, you know, as normal, a quick nap during the day yesterday. I got up, turned my computer on. First headline I saw was Tiger Woods. Seriously injured in rollover accident. I was like, or something like that. I was like, whoa, what the hell is going on here?
2: Yeah, we got the news around 11, eleven, eleven thirty or so. I had the news on uh, in the house, and I was, I was making up some food for the dog or something like that. And the girl that's on CNN, uh, Brianna Keeler, apparently is an ex-golfer. So when the news broke, like she was almost in tears. Like she, like it, it seemed very serious in the beginning. Um, because they didn't really know what had happened. And, you know, the news was sort of coming in, as we heard. And it was a single-vehicle rollover uh, in an area of the L.A. Hills where, um, I guess, high speed and accidents are very common. But when they said, it, literally the the description of his injuries were moderate to critical. Which is, a, which is a huge range. That is a big range. <clears throat> I mean, if you go to the hospital, you've got moderate injuries. Um, if you go to the hospital and you have bleeding on the brain, that's a critical injury. And they basically use the entire range. So for the first, like, half hour, hour, it was being – it was really sort of up in the air. And, of course, as the news is want to do, they're speculating on everything.
1: Yeah, and then I was w- wandering around. I saw non-life threatening and everything. Right. But the thing that really made an impact on me, and it really shouldn't after all these years – is I saw the term Jaws of Life. That is, it's such a dramatic phrase, and it, but they've been around for a while now, and it doesn't always mean that somebody's on death's door, but it sounds like that. Interesting that you say that because
2: they've actually walked that back. Oh, they didn't uh, use. Yeah, them. they didn't use the jaws of oh. life. Originally, it was said. Now, and, and by the way, I, I, I mean, I, I'm with you on that because, again, they've been around for I don't know 30 years or even better than that. Um, and I remember when we first heard that term back in the 70s or 80s. If you heard jaws of life, it was like, oh man, he's going to die. Y-
1: yeah, like it was. It was bad news. It was very, very serious it was and, it, and, and it still is. Yeah, because but, you have to extricate somebody, and you can't do it without you know these these implements. But
2: And it still has – I guess it still has that gravitas to it because – um, the L.A. County Firefighter Department, a- Fire Department actually had to retract the statement. What it had said was in an initial statement, L.A. County Sheriff's Department said that the firefighters used the jaws of life to get Mr. Woods out of the car. It was He was extru- extricated from the wreck with the jaws of life by L.A. County firefighters and paramedics and transported to a local hospital for his injuries. Then later in a news conference, uh, the L.A. County Sheriff's Office and L.A. County Fire's uh, Office said earlier it was stated the jaws of life was utilized to extricate the person trapped. It was later determined by our person know that a halligan tool which is a pry bar um and uh and an axe were used to pry him out of the vehicle so even even now the jaws of life is still uh is it still carries a weight where it 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 denotes it a, a sense of urgency a level of severity yeah that yeah. that i don't know that i don't know existed yesterday but it's interesting that phrase still strikes fear into the heart of people that yep. hear it and by the way if you're looking For a set of Jaws
1: of Life, okay, I picked, I just see, there's a used one on eBay, $2,599. It is a Hearst Jaws of Life hydraulic rescue system extraction set, portable, gas-powered. So you can just pop it in your trunk, and you have it there. Of course, you can't use it on yourself unless somebody else comes along with a set of Jaws of Life to get you out of your car.
2: Yeah, to open the trunk, yeah, to get the Jaws of Life. One of those weird things. But there's people that don't know what we're talking about. Think of Terminator 2 and Robert Patrick when he was trying to get the elevator doors open when Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) was in the elevator with Linda Hamilton. That's kind of what the Jaws of Life do.
1: (laughs) All right. You know, the good news is Tiger Woods is okay. Um, There is a lot to be, we haven't even speculated and we're probably not going to, but there's a lot to be investigated about that crash. It was a rollover. I'm sure we'll talk to some people who were in rollover accidents you want to talk about drama?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to share that, if you, I mean, it's yeah. such a, this is such a weird hacky again morning show thing where we go, if you've ever been in a rollover, give us a call. But I'm but curious. S- but serious, if you've ever been in a rollover, what is it like? Does does time stand still? Well, I mean, have you ever been in a dryer as a kid? <laughs> no. and, and 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 you're tumbling around. In the, I, I have to assume it's a similar feeling of. Or maybe you've been in, like, one of those carnival rides where the inertia, you know, spins you around. Listen, if you are in a dryer as a kid,
1: just make sure you wear your seatbelt. Good point. So we're talking to folks about
0: uh, rollovers.
3: Yes, I was a passenger in a work vehicle. We rolled twice off the road into a wash. Did you have your seatbelt on? Uh, no, this was about 20 years ago we didn't bother with them.
1: Right. And, yeah. and what So what happened to you? How badly did you get messed up? Uh, I injured my back. I was on workman's comp for a long time. I still have back problems to this day. And who were you with? My supervisor. He was driving. Now, while you were rolling over, did time kind of stand still and did you turn to him and say, I've always loved you?
3: <laughs> 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 well, it, it all seemed like slow motion. Yeah. I mean, every second, it's like slow motion as we roll. And the only thing that was going
2: through my mind was, oh, shit. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that sounds like the right answer. I mean, I'm not a professional, but that does sound like the preferred nomenclature. Yes. That is. Yeah.
3: Uh... And you
2: just, you're just like, oh, this is going to hurt feeling,
3: and everything's in slow motion as you roll. And then you get once over, and all of a sudden, oh, we're still going, and going the second time over. <laughs> you know, it's really weird. And I, it's been 20 years, and I still remember every split second of it. Well, thank you for sharing
2: that with us. We appreciate it. You bet, thank you. Take care. That answers the question though, whether or not you remember it or not, or you black out.
1: Well, at least for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean I remember I, I remember sitting at a red light and seeing somebody speeding up behind me, knowing that they were gonna hit me. It was wet the roads oh. were wet and they were Ow. and I remember the thought was, is this gonna hurt? It yeah. didn't. It didn't. She didn't catch
2: me as as well as she could have, but um but I was, that was one of those scary incidents. I was going down country club in Mesa uh on my on my motorcycle and i was probably i don't know i was doing 45 maybe 50 i think that's that's the speed limit um and a landscaping truck took a left going in the opposite Mm -hmm. direction coming in front of me and i was like all right well i'm gonna be able to get past this truck and then i saw the long trailer and i was oh no (laughs) oh no and i thought if i hit this thing i'm gonna go right through it or up over it right because you know motorcycle you get launched Uh, thankfully, you know, I was able to slow down enough and and get around it, sort of swerve around it. But it yeah. was, that was, that was a hairy moment nice. because you, a lot of things go through your head. Oh yeah, and that led in that split yeah. second. They say your whole life flashes before your eyes. It doesn't. Yeah, but enough of it does. It, enough of things to panic. It's
1: hard in. for me to even describe how many things this guy did wrong uh, years ago <clears throat> in Baltimore in 1988 when he hit my, my wife and I were driving and he hit us. You know, he was coming the other way, but he. It's like I said. Too many things to describe that he was doing wrong. Sure. But I remember the the thought was, I remember sensing something and I said, something's not right in my mind. And then, bam, hit us and totaled the car. Um, But that says more about the condition of the car prior to the accident. This was 1988. I was a young man. I didn't have no money. (laughs) Yes, I I had no money. Yeah. So. um, Yeah, look, if you
2: look, again, we're talking about this because of the Tiger Woods thing. Uh, If you've been in a rollover accident and you'd like to share your story. Curious. I mean, we're here. I mean, it is. It's 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 a curiosity. I mean, not many people have, have done it. And I don't want to experience it. I mean, like there are certain there are two ways to get experience life experience one you do it yourself or b you hear it from a trusted uh you know confidant and and we trust you
1: in this situation i prefer the latter not trying to be morbid i'm actually fascinated by these people who are calling saying that they were in rollover accidents because man that is dramatic and that is
2: serious there's two things i uh, there's two accidents i remember specifically one i I wasn't in but i witnessed it sort of uh i was on i-95 heading up to new hampshire to a radio station i worked at up there driving one of those little honda crx deals like one of those little blue cars. You know, you've seen them everywhere. Yep. They're, they're sort of, they look like a go-kart, essentially. And literally in the next lane, a, uh, an 18-wheeler T-boned a car that had slid it because it was wintertime, slid into his lane and T-boned it and spun it around a couple of times. didn't roll, but it did spin like a pinwheel type deal uh-huh. on, on the highway. I saw that part of it in my rearview mirror. Um, and then my mom was in a, an accident before I was born where she was launched out of a car uh, and landed on somebody's front lawn. And, and and she told me that story because it was one of her seatbelt. You've got to wear your seatbelt stories. Uh, yeah. And the, the idea that just a, a human being flying through the air and that car pinwheeling, that could have happened to Tiger Woods. That's sort of right. why we're talking about this yeah. because of his one car accident yesterday where he rolled uh, a luxury vehicle several times.
0: I mean, I still remember this like it happened yesterday. And it was a week before high school graduation. And I graduated in 1975. I was coming home uh, a little more than I should have been. I seen a, a telephone pole in front of me. I pulled one way then I pulled the steering wheel all the way the other way. I rolled my car over and it fell in the canal, uh, Mark. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, all the time, uh, my 8-track stereo was still going with some Santana going on at that time. Perfect. And I, you, you know, it's crazy because when it happened, all I remember was, was uh, letting go of the steering wheel, holding on to my seat. I had a seatbelt on and holding on to my seat and uh Yelling uh me God, help me. In. That's all I remember, brother.
1: <laughs> but your eight track made it through
2: okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right.
2: That's that's a good that's that was, a good sign right there. Down I, the road you'll be glad it's a Craco. That's right. That's <laughs> that's our friend Delfino who Delfino who in calls. And, yeah. Um you know, happiest listener ever. He
1: remembers what song was playing, like you know, that accident I referenced earlier in Baltimore. Bob Seger, I had him on the, uh, it was Bob Seger's Night Moves. The song Sunburst, which I think is the last song on the album. It's interesting. Was playing on the cassette deck in the car we were in. The car was totaled, but the cassette deck still kept running, was still Um, playing.
2: I I, I slid into a snowbank once driving, you know, I I had an accident once. And I put my hands on the wheel and I tensed up. And I went, oh, no, this is going to suck. And I hit it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, you have a moment. You have a moment that you remember. it. I just remember that was – and literally, I don't know that I – I might have even said it out loud. I was by myself, but I might have said it out loud. Oh, no, this is going to suck. And then you hit it.
1: Yeah. I uh, remember dr- driving with a girl back up to school. She was driving in her car, and her – you know, it was snowing like crazy, and we went into this spin, and we're just going around around yeah. like a pinwheel. And she's screaming, and I'm, I'm going, put your hands on the wheel. Put your hands on the wheel, because she had her
2: hands in the air. So I'll remember this for the rest of my life. I saw Deep Purple on the House of Blue Light tour in Providence, Rhode Island, and I'm driving back to Framingham State College where I went to school, My buddy, me and my buddy Rick, and we're on Route 9 in Framingham, and I'm driving a 1978 uh, old Cutlass Supreme. We did a 720. We spun out and did two complete circles and went into a ditch, and the guy that came to pick us up, it was a towing company, I kid you not, named Ted's of Fayville, and here's why I remember it. Because Ted had an eye patch. All right. It's like three o'clock in the morning, and the tow truck driver pulls up, and I'm not sure how I feel about the tow truck driver winching me out of the snowbank. And he gets out of the truck, and it's just one of his eyes is missing. I'm like, not sure I trust you.
1: Uh, any port <laughs> in a storm, my friend. Any port in a storm. <laughs> With Tiger Woods. Uh, he is, re- by the way, awake, responsive, recovering yeah. um, after his rollover accident yesterday. And we got to talking about it. And, you know, listen, we'll let everybody else speculate on what happened. We'll find out. It, it, it is odd. There were no skid marks, no, right. you know, no evidence of breaking or
2: any kind. So it, it's weird. And the area right. that, that, that he crashed in is known for high speed um, traffic accidents. So it's, you know, it, it, we'll, we'll figure out what the answers are going to be. But it's it sort of, it got us, it piqued our interest. Mark likes to ask uh, inappropriate questions or, or inquisitive questions that are sometimes. Times uncomfortable. And, and literally this morning it was, hey, have you ever been in a rollover accident? Because that's that's what happened in this situation. Yeah. The idea that somebody look, if you've ever rolled down a hill as a kid, like when you're a kid, you'd, you'd, you'd put yourself in a cocoon-like shape and roll down a hill. You come up all dizzy and disoriented. Now imagine, that was by choice. Now imagine you're in a car right. and you're being propelled by force because of the inertia of the weight of the vehicle because of an accident. I imagine it would be somewhat disorienting. A- absolutely. Just wanna, a gentleman named Eric
1: Okay, is with us, and he's gonna he's gonna tell us his story. What was it?
3: It was July twenty eighth, nineteen eighty two. But who's counting? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's something that I live with every day since then. It was the summer before my junior year of high school, and a good buddy of mine and I were getting ready for two days, you know, football practice that started in the middle of August. It was a nineteen sixty seven Camaro. Just being, it was, I was in a car by myself, fortunately, and I went off the road, and the authorities assumed it was probably about 135 miles an hour. Wow. Uh, again, according to what I was told, because I don't remember anything, uh-huh. there were 13 marks in the ground Whoa. where the car hit and rolled.
1: And you said you live with it every day, so uh,
3: yeah. what does that mean? Well, I, I suffered a brain stem injury which left me in a coma wow. for 15 days. Wow. I I dislocated my right shoulder, severed the axillary nerve. Oh. So the deltoid muscle atrophied, so I don't have total use of my right arm. <laughs> uh, collapsed lungs, broken cheekbone. Yeah, I mean, it's, I am so grateful and thankful. I give thanks to God every day that I'm still alive, able to get
2: married, have a family. That's an amazing story. and It is. Uh, and, and it's really good to hear that you're still with us and that you're uh, – thank you for sharing it. Yeah, no, thank you very much.
3: Well, thank you. It's, 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 it's so unbelievable that this is the first time I've really shared it publicly.
1: Well, you know what? We really thank you for doing that, and you know we can let it be a lesson for other folks yeah, to, maybe to it'll drive teach, safely.
2: Maybe it'll teach some kid in a sports car to slow down.
3: There's always plenty of time to get to where you're going. Oh, There's yeah, time.
1: sure. Yeah. Thank you very much, Eric. That was uh, amazing. By the way, yeah, you, that's, might, that's you might have heard his blinker before we went on with him. <laughs> we, we mentioned something about the blinker. He goes, I'm hands-free, guys. Yeah. Um, no, he, doesn't, he doesn't
2: mess around anymore. That's, I mean, that's an amazing thing. I mean, and it's funny because when you hear that story, you hear about what happened to him. And I think he said, did he say 13 different divots in the ground So for how many times the car rolled, whatever. Mm-hmm. That happens. And then you think about the weird accident that it took to Dale Earnhardt Sr., which was just nothing.
1: Well, it, it looked like nothing. It was one of those accidents where you're like, oh, they you know, he's going to be all right. Hurt anybody that badly? Yeah, I mean, he's but, he's strapped so, in and safe. You, you never know, know in these kinds of things. And then you see the, you know, you see your evil Knievels bouncing all over the place, yeah. and living. So yeah. you never know. So you never know. Well, so slow down. Let that guy I, 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 yeah, yeah, slow down. Yeah, let that guy be a lesson. Um, just be careful out there. Drive safely. Give everybody else room, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's so easy, you just on your phone navigate to kslx.com and download the app. If you can't do it, somebody may say something mean about you. They might call you a name like...
2: Uh, oh, the Mark and the Interpol Dumbass of the Day. Nobody would do that. No, that would just no. be mean. And it would. It'd be nice if the world was a little bit nicer. But not now. No, we will talk about somebody
1: who really did do something stupid. Uh, this is 24-year-old Tasha Stevens from South Wales. Uh,
2: all right. Yes. I, I happen to know a Tasha Stevens from Dallas, Texas. Maybe this is Tasha. I'll go with Tasha for now. But all right. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's T A S H A is is Tasha. She's really obnoxious about how she pronounces her name. All right.
1: This is uh, this is Tasha. So she is 24, very attractive, and so she gets invited to a lot of parties. Sure. And, and that's what happened back in April of last year. So April 2020. So Tasha had a decision to make. Do I go to the party despite the fact that all of Wales is in a strict lockdown because of the pandemic? Right. Or do I stay home?
2: Well, well, we, I think we know what decision she made. Yeah. Otherwise, this story wouldn't be as interesting. Staying home would have been dull. Yep. And she wouldn't be the subject of our our, our story this morning. So she was not about to miss
1: the party, so she figured, hey, who's going to catch me, right? All I need to do is avoid law enforcement, go to the party, have a good time, and come home. So she did go. She had a great time. She had a ball. So,
2: so far, she's avoided law enforcement.
1: Yep. Until? Tasha Tasha actually had, you know, she had too much fun. She left the party in no condition to drive. Oh, boy. But the pandemic didn't stop her from going, so the drunkenness didn't stop her from driving. I'm
2: going to go home! Can drive i don't know how to do a welsh accent so i'm gonna go with that so besides uh she's figuring the
1: roads are much emptier because of the pandemic sure. nobody's yeah. out plus right? i
2: drive better when i'm drunk
1: yes yes just you know you know you just be careful right
2: yep that's not right but you know, it's uh, not.
1: and again this was just a matter of avoiding law enforcement but that is very difficult to do when you lose control of your car and drive into somebody's house
2: like tasha did please hmm. yeah. tell me it was a cop's house uh, it was not a cop's house. Damn it! Because that would have been the, the ultimate twist.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, no. Maybe the ultimate twist is that uh, Tasha is a police officer <laughs> in South
2: Wales. That would have been my second answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, although she is likely to no longer be yeah. a police officer, yeah. she has a hearing next week. Yeah. I am the law. this incident, yep, yeah. Well done. So, talk about avoiding law enforcement, you know. A couple of reasons there. She didn't want to get caught, and she didn't want to get caught by somebody she knew. You had one job, and, and, and you had one job. Yes. job was to stay home and keep your one job. Natasha yeah. didn't, and she is now the Mark and Neanderthal Dumbass of the Day. Hey,
0: this is the Red Rocker Sammy Hagar, and I personally think that's a beautiful story you just told. Wow.
1: And the Dumbass of the Day is sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports. Ride Now. Now.com is where to find him. Had a lot of people on the phone this morning talking about rollover accidents because Tiger Woods had this accident yesterday. It is. And yes, it's it's very strange. 712 in the morning. Yeah, um, there are no. It doesn't appear that there were any braking. You know, he didn't didn't swerve, didn't brake. Doesn't doesn't show any signs of
2: reaction. In other words, yeah. the area that he crashed in is known as a high speed accident zone, and you would think that based upon what happened and the, the damage done to his vehicle and his body, um, that high rate of speed was being used. But there's no signs of like correction. Right. In other words, in other words, like even if he had swerved or something like that, there'd be some sort of a, a tire mark. And there's none of that. I think,
1: yeah. It says here, uh, traveled several hundred feet, flipped several times before landing on a hillside. This is outside of Los Angeles. It says Woods was trapped inside, forcing first responders to use tools to pry open the windshield. Originally, it was said they used the jaws of life, which is always adds a big element of drama.
2: Yes, that's things. I mean, when you hear the jaws of life, you're thinking, okay, this is a life-threatening situation. Yeah. I but think, it turns out they just used like a basically a pry bar, a, a, firefight, a firefighter's pry bar and... Right. And, and an axe. We, may, know, we may use an axe to do that. We may have a firefighter or paramedic on just t- talking about the jaws
1: of life, because I'm always curious about those. But, That's a weird um, phrase. But we had a lot of people call in about um, being in, in via, you know, rolling their car, basically. Yeah. And, and
2: the word we keep hearing is lucky. Yeah. And the interesting thing about this is it, it was a relatively new vehicle. It was a luxury vehicle. It was a sponsored car from the, car, the, the golf tournament. I'm guessing they're not going to give him another loaner anytime <laughs> soon. Um, but... Because it's a modern-day luxury car, it may have one of those chips in it, like a black box that can tell you how the car was being driven. If yeah. you know, like, if yeah, you, the and,
1: speed at the time of impact. And, I have yeah. found
2: I have found that with a connected uh, dashboard like we have, like I have in my truck, and I think you have in your car, yep. um, it transmits data back and forth to the dealership and stuff like that, so that you know when your service intervals need to be done. Right. I wonder if it can also tell you the rate of speed and if there's kind of like a black box in that vehicle.
0: I've never been in a car rollover, but I rolled a semi out by Tonopah a whole bunch of years ago, and it wasn't any fun. What are you big timing us? <laughs> what were you carrying? Uh, groceries coming back from Sacramento.
2: Whole bunch of Coors Light. You're you're the bandit, no, aren't you? No. <laughs> Cereal and uh, all kinds of box groceries.
0: A guy had come past me on the left, and he was pulling a trailer. And when he came back into the right lane in front of me, he hit some kind of a bump and skip the trailer off of the off of the ball off of the hitch and the trailer flipped over and it was either go in the left lane and squish a car trying to get around the trailer or go onto the shoulder trying to get around the trailer and i went over onto the shoulder and the the right front wheel on the tractor hit a kind of a, a just a, like, a little gully from, I don't know, yeah, from where. Yeah, no, that Rocks makes sense, sure. Yep. And that was all it took. I think yep. I was doing about 60, and it went over on the right side. All I, can, I don't remember anything other than being up against the passenger side window with the ground sliding by right underneath me <laughs> and screaming. I, have, I hit I, the gear shift so hard. Then he bent it over, and I had a bruise from my knee, damn near to my armpit
2: on my right side. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've nice, vision visions of the of the oil tanker in the Terminator Two when it was sliding down yes. the road, or, or in Deadpool. Yep, you know what I mean with yep. a, with a truck is sliding down the road. That's a, I can see that visual vividly right now. That's
1: funny when he says leaning up against the passenger window with the ground underneath me. I saw
2: like it's a movie. It's a, oh, in yeah, my yeah, mind. Yeah, it's you a shut movie. your eyes and you yeah. see it immediately. Yeah, wow. It's it's, it's frightening. So uh, you know, I mean, the Tiger Woods thing. Thankfully, he's going to be okay. At least as okay as you can be after flipping a luxury vehicle four yeah. or five times. Yeah, uh, they have put
1: a rod into one of his legs. Uh, got some serious damage there. So,
2: um, it's crazy. Listen, drive safely to work. Yeah, yeah? I mean, yeah, that's the thing, and, and and pay attention to what you're doing. I guess slow yep. down. It's The first thing I saw about
1: Tiger Woods was that they had used the jaws of life.
2: Right. to get him out of the car. Yeah, and I remember when you hear that phrase when when it first when they first became sort of a, a big thing back in the 70s and 80s, Jaws of Life meant urgency. This was bad. It, there's a good chance this person's going to die yeah, so, if they don't use these things.
1: And now it's it's more common, I think, now, and it's not necessarily... Um, it's just that they that's the best way to get them out of the vehicle at times. It's not necessarily that
2: they're hurt so badly, but obviously there are those instances. By quick explanation, the Jaws of Life, think of uh, Terminator 2 and when Robert Patrick is trying to open the elevator doors and he takes his arms and makes them into those pry bar type deals. Yeah. It's kind of like that connected to a chainsaw and it splits open a vehicle and interestingly enough, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department said yesterday no, we didn't use the jaws of life so there's still a sense of urgency or a sense of, of danger that is equated with that phrase.
1: It got us curious though, we actually are, we have Beth on the phone here and Beth, um, good morning Beth, you're a retired firefighter and paramedic correct? Yes. Alright, All right. so Let's say over the course of a 25- or 30-year career, on the average, how often would a, would a firefighter or a paramedic actually use the jaws of life?
4: Um, Well, it kind of depends on the firefighter. It's kind of a specialized thing. Uh, Most people are trained in the basics of it. Um, But like, for instance, in Phoenix, they carry um, they're not they don't carry them on all the apparatus. They just carry mostly on ladders and the heavy rescues. So those guys are specifically trained and probably have used them many more times over their career than like someone like I who did who was a paramedic. Now,
2: is it much more common than we hear?
4: Um, I think nowadays it is, actually, because vehicles, um, the newer vehicles are designed to collapse, to absorb some of that inertia. Right. So um, they are, you know, the doors and the bodies of the vehicles will collapse more, and it will be harder to get into with just hand tools. So they probably actually will need the hydraulic tools to get uh, people out.
1: Okay. And and you yourself, did you ever get anybody out of a vehicle with with
4: the jaws of life? I have a couple of times before I became a paramedic. I worked on a ladder truck. And, um, again, they get so much more training in it than – you know, paramedics do and uh, average firefighters, the guys that work specialized on that type of equipment. Um, and when I worked on one, I did get to do it a couple of times. It's it's hard work. I mean, kudos to the um, men and women who do that stuff regularly, because it is very hard work.
2: Now, Beth, you're just to, by virtue of uh, explanation, you are a retired firefighter paramedic. How long were you a firefighter paramedic? 32 years. All right. Wow. So you go back in the day. I have a question that involves the Jaws of Life. Uh, Ever wear a pair of pants so tight that somebody actually said they needed the Jaws of Life to get in them?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Me personally? No, I like breathing. But (laughs) that has been the case. You've
2: heard that phrase before, right? That was like, I remember when we were kids. We didn't even know know what the Jaws
4: of Life were. Right.
2: But we were like, oh, my God, look at those pants. They're so tight you need the Jaws of Life to get in them. (laughs) Yeah.
4: That is hysterical. I'm going to remember that one.
2: Yes. That definitely. is a good one. Try to incorporate that into your daily speech. Thanks.
1: All right, Beth. Well, listen, we'll we'll let you get rolling here. We, we appreciate you joining us. Listen, we know that at parties these days, you, you sometimes pull out the jaws alive just to show off. Just be careful with them, okay? Oh, yeah. Don't let anybody get hurt. Watch okay? me
2: open this keg. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Take care, Beth. All right. Have a good day, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, there you go.
1: 100.7 KSLX. <laughs> the Jaws of Life. life.
2: So, uh, have you th- seen any of the pictures, by the way, uh, from, from Mars? Yeah, you know what? I,
1: I spent a lot of time reading about Tiger Woods yesterday, and I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll talk more about that. But I did see the, the day before I watched the landing in detail, like yeah, the last me five, too. the last five or six minutes of the Hell landing, yeah. which was amazing. And um, I love, you know, it's it, the the this thing, perseverance, is so high tech. It's so mind boggling. You know, they've been working on this for years, like decades. Guido was just telling us the sky crane that's part of it. The guy's been working on that for like 15 years. Yeah. And testing it and and this and that. It it just kind of, it's funny. It just kind of blows me away that a parachute is still part of the whole operation. Because yeah. the parachute so old school, you know, and that's what they used, you know, as they were just about to land. That was one of the last things that they did was deploy the parachute as another methodology of slowing the thing down as it approaches the surface. And I'm like, wow, we're still using it. it to me, it seemed like uh, slowing down a car with Fred Flintstone's feet. You know, it's. We're, we're beyond that technologically.
2: But I don't know what else you could use. I mean, other than other than and I, it's going to sound so Star Wars geeky, but <laughs> other than like a reverse thrust of some sort to sort of slow it down, right. there's really right. no other way to do it. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to throw a grappling hook out. Is it going to be like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know exactly how you do it. The parachute <laughs> seems to be it seems to be the perfect invention. It it works. It it does right. what it's supposed to do. Yeah, that was a big thing. They deployed Can, you imag- it and- Can you imagine if there were Martians? You know, actual Martians on the planet and they see us dropping down, you know, the sky crane and all that stuff. And then they see a parachute deploy and they go, Really? <laughs> That's their technology? <laughs> exactly. Like, imagine we're yeah. sitting, imagine the Phoenix lights. We, we're out in the middle of the desert and the Phoenix lights show up, all right? And they pull over, they, you know, they fly over us and they start to drop down and all of a sudden, <laughs> a parachute. We'd be like,
3: What?
1: You're right. Seriously? Yeah, Not no, that it's, impressed. It's, it's just, it's just such an old school <laughs> visual. I was surprised to see it. It's like, I can imagine them landing, too. You know, if there were guys on the ship, they'd get out, start hammering stakes into the ground, and then the bungee cords keep the thing there. You know, that's that's the type of of technology we're talking about mixed in with this incredibly high-tech stuff going on.
2: I mean, it really is. The parachute is one of those things that, I mean, remember, in World War II, they would drop tanks into Europe with parachutes. Yes, absolutely. You've seen it before. They put, you know, the the old film where they push the Jeep out of the back of a Uh C-130, and then (laughs) four parachutes open up. You're like... All right. Well, that seems to make sense. Yeah. And here we are in 2021. We were able to send a robot lander 34 million miles out into space to land on a planet. And we're still using the parachute. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Seven month journey, by the way. Yes, the rover did go to the bathroom before it left. I would think so. so, Yes.
2: I wonder if the rover drinks Tang.
1: It's time for the Big 3
2: at 9. Yeah, this is the three audio clips that uh, everybody's going to be talking about today at work and on social media. And obviously, the big story today. Right around 11 o'clock our time, the news broke. It happened at 7.30 in the morning Pacific time, so 8.30 our time. Uh, Tiger Woods, at one time the greatest golfer in the history of golf and, and maybe still be that guy, uh, got in a single car accident in in uh, suburban Los Angeles and his vehicle was flipped like three or four times. No yep. sign of brakes, no nothing. It was a pretty horrendous thing. Yes, yeah, 7.12 a.m. actually is when it happened.
0: The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office says that Tiger Woods has been injured in a rollover car accident. Police say Woods was the only person in the car and that the car sustained such major damage that authorities needed to use the jaws of life to free him with the help of firefighters and paramedics.
2: No jaws. Yeah, as it, tur- as it turns out, they actually held a press conference later on in the afternoon and said they didn't use the jaws of life. They used basically the kind of pry bar that the fire department uses when they're fighting a fire.
1: So we'll see more on this. You know, we could speculate. It is odd that there were no skid marks. I find it odd that they apparently didn't draw any blood to right. check for impairment. Well, I, w- I would think that's standard procedure, but I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't do that for a living, so... Um, I'm sure we will hear more about this.
2: Yeah, they, as it and there winds was no, through. there was no sobriety checkpoint or anything like that, or, or, or sobriety check going on there because obviously he was in shock. He had a, a multiple fractures in his leg. Anything that they tried to do on scene there would probably not have been conclusive to begin with, just yeah, based upon which the I, condition he was in. Yeah,
1: which would make a blood draw even
2: more normal. You would think. I, guess, I don't know, man. Yeah. Look, I, you know, no. I mean, the other people we're gonna get. Trust me, I'm sure there's more coming. We're gonna find yes, out more absolutely. about this, yeah. 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 And in fact, um, you know, Tiger Woods was wearing his safety belt, and by all accounts, uh, was doing everything right, according to the to the L.A. County Sheriff's Office.
0: I asked him what his name was. Um, he told me his name was Tiger, and at that moment I immediately recognized him. Um, I asked him if he knew where he was, um, and what time of day, just to make sure he was oriented. Um, he seemed as though he was lucid and uh, and calm. Um, in my experience as a deputy who is traffic-trained and works a traffic car, um, I have seen many collisions. The The nature of his vehicle, the fact that he was wearing a seatbelt, um, I, I would say that it greatly increased the likelihood that it saved his life.
2: Well, I mean, and there you go. So I guess wear your seatbelt is the the rule there.
1: How weird would that be, not only as a cop, but anybody, to come upon an action and and it's Tiger Woods in there?
2: Well, and here's the thing. um, I have to assume... That because the cop didn't immediately recognize him, that there was probably some blood. I mean, it was it was he was probably pretty bruised up. Yeah, because I mean, Tiger Woods is one of the most recognizable faces on the planet. Yeah, Big, biggest name in, in in golf for sure. The first rock star golfer. I know people will say Arnold Palmer or Jack Nicklaus were bigger before him, but Tiger was like the new breed. He's the first. For lack of a better term, the first MTV golfer.
1: Yeah, no, I know. He was
2: Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Tiger Woods is easy to say, too. Arnold Palmer, trying to say that five times fast, it's not easy. Might be a sobriety checkpoint question that you should be (laughs) asked in that situation. But the interesting thing about it is because Tiger is such a big name in sports, not just in golf, but across the entire sports world, a lot of his friends reacted to it, the least of which uh, is a guy named Steph Curry from the Golden State Warriors.
3: It's very unfortunate. I mean, um, you know, this day and age, when you get a text like, do you hear a tiger? Obviously, your mind goes, uh, for me, it went to a dark place. and I'm, Thankfully, you know, you didn't have any life threatening injuries, but um, it's just unfortunate and sad and knowing all he's been through, you know, these Last couple of years, so you know, thankfully he's okay. Um, from, from what I hear, I don't know too many details, but you um, just wish a speedy recovery. Because at this point, like, it's not about golf; it's about you know his quality of life and being there for his kids, and that's that's the most important thing right now. So hopefully, he makes a full recovery to be there for for them. You know, because he got a lot of life to live.
2: Yeah, I mean, and I think that that's the big thing. You know, some people are like, "Well, he's not going to be able to play in the golf tournament this year." Yeah, obviously. I wonder what the future
1: does hold golf wise for him. He, he is gonna recover from the I don't I don't know physically how well he's gonna recover. He's going to live. He does have Which some is serious great. serious leg injuries. Um, so we'll see if golf is even on the horizon for him, I think they still have the seniors tour. You know, that kind of thing. Maybe that's... I, I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, hes he's been dealing with some serious back issues over the past yeah. couple of years. And, um... Yeah. And look, dude, if, if the guy never swings a golf club again, he's already done enough for the oh sport. Oh my god, you kidding me? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean no, none of us gave a rat's ass about golf <laughs> in, in, as far as my age goes until Tiger Woods came to the game. Yeah. He yeah. was like Andre Agassi in tennis and, and you know, uh, Wayne Gretzky in hockey. It just changed the game completely. Yeah. And probably... He's probably not even Old enough for the seniors tour. That's the crazy part. Yeah, I think part he's, he's only like thirty-nine. He's, 40, right? he's forty-five. Oh, he's, 45 done, he's done right, yeah.
1: so much already. It's amazing. Yeah.
2: Well, wow, there you go. There's your uh, your big three and nine. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get Pretty to work. Sure illegal with the free KSLX app. One hundred point seven KSLX.
3: Seasons greetings. Hey, dude. shoes here. Is there anything better than going home for the holidays? Of course not. Well, that's exactly how your toes feel after slipping on a pair of Hey Dude shoes. Hey Dude makes the lightest, comfiest, and coziest shoes out there. They make each step as holly and jolly as can be. So, give the gift of comfy this holiday season. Welcome home for the holidays, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to.
2: Membership
4: fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time.
2: Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to
1: exercise and eat better?